Hello, and welcome to Patches and Prosecco. This is part two and the finale of my Miss Black America saga. I don't want to put any more effort and energy into this system and downing it. Um, I thought about doing a part three just to talk about the benefits that I did gain from the pageant, which was plain and simple being in a room and in a community full of like-minded black women who all were passionate and driven and there was no ratchetness going on like we might see on VH1 or on Housewives. It was all driven women. I mean, there was a little bit of ratchetness, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but there was no turning up in a bad way. We all came together and we was all kicking it. We was all kicking. And to me, that's kind of like the extent of the benefits. I made tons of friends, obviously, many who are listening to this episode, but I didn't want to put too much energy into coming at something negative because I'm trying to focus on a positive light in my life. I just really want people to not be duped and finessed by this system. I really, truly do, you guys. So enjoy part two. Thanks for listening. And please give me some feedback. Let me know what you think about this episode. Quick disclaimer. I recorded this part two the same time I recorded part one. So uh, I was drinking a little bit more and more. So do not towards the end. (laughs) Just just all have fun. Get your glasses. Stay tuned. And here is the epic finale to my time at Miss Black America. The 50th anniversary of it, by the way. Enjoy. Are you ready for part two? Let's get started. So I wanted to kind of stop at part one because one, I had a limit on recording time. I didn't want to go over But two, I feel like part one kind of just covered the pre-pageant competition. And now part two, I'm going to talk about the actual competition. And I feel like I can go on for another hour or so if you let me so when i last off left off i mentioned how we crowned the queen at 3 a.m many of the women who was competing and even the audience left at that point and just went home some even missed their flights and the organization ghosted them we were all very disappointed in this pageant the history behind it is so amazing and what it stands for is incredible However, the current administration is standing in its own way. Thanks to the sisters I made and the former queens, we made it through the week. However, I would strongly encourage no one to compete in this system until there is a major change and administration steps down or resigns. 
It hurts to know how much my friends and family spend on this pageant for me. And I have no way to give them the money back. One of my other pageant sisters wrote this about the pageant. As a contestant, I was not pleased with my experience. For a pageant that claims to promote positivity and a platform to be celebrated from, I left feeling underfed, dehydrated, swollen, and downright embarrassed about my participation. Scoring was suspect. Who the judges were is still unknown to me, and I am still confused about where my one, my money went as I am still being asked to pay for my local delegate sash and crown. Contestants were always the last to know anything and we were not and we were constantly disrespected and mistreated also after learning about some of the connections some contestants had you would not help but believe it was all fixed i would not recommend anyone enter this pageant the organizing family makes the organized family makes some drastic changes and this is also on september 3rd um same day i posted mine and she gave it all one stars so, when I left off, I mentioned about prelims and how we had, like, a mutiny backstage. It wasn't even backstage. It was on stage behind the curtains. By the way, I'm still sipping on my Merlot from the first episode. <laughs> so, I'm going to take some sips. So, behind the scenes, BTS, um, during prelims, we were told that I think what really broke us was one, we had been in our heels for at that point, six days straight, almost 12 hours a day. And not everybody's fit for that. There probably is some people out there in the world who could do that. But then it regards to breaking our physical heels and we was rehearsing in our competition heels. And I believe someone's shoe, someone's shoe did break and we had to order some on Amazon. But um, they had us in our competition heels all week. So by the time Thursday came along, we were done. And prelims was at 1 o'clock or at noon or something like that, early in, the, early in the day. And we couldn't even get on stage. No one saw the stage until we ran through, I think, tech one time. But we was all stuck in the dressing rooms because on stage, there was a whole band camp going on. A whole live band camp with middle schoolers playing jazz, which was great. When they told us that we were walking too much on stage to walk out the front doors, we were, like, interrupting the band camp practice. I said, excuse me? We're having a pageant here later today. Why don't you guys even have the venue booked? Like, you brought us here, and we had to wake up early to get there. We sat backstage for, like, I believe almost eight hours. Because we got there early. We left at night to get out there. To sit out there while this band camp jazz band camp went on on stage and we couldn't even use the stage no one half of us weren't even able to go on stage to um tech out our piece so a lot of the dancers were thrown off and they danced i guess because they didn't know the stage i don't know how that works but you guys know what i'm talking about they can count their footsteps yeah yeah so we were all kind of thrown off and then we didn't like they were trying to do all this fun stuff with lights and technology that we didn't practice so people's mics were all off it was heated people Colors were thrown off. I had a, a purple dress for my um, talent, and they wanted to use purple lights behind me. 
why would you do that? You're going to wash me out in these lights. Like, we, don't ha- we didn't rehearse that. Luckily, I went early enough to say, I don't want these blue lights. Like, I think they were trying to match me with the color, but I'm already dark. You can't have the stage dark and my dress is dark. They can't see nothing. That's not how you do this. There's no spotlight. Like, turn this to orange or something. Let the people see me. Like, don't be bogus. Don't be petty. <laughs> but we didn't even see the stage. So, and then we didn't practice anything on stage at all. During rehearsal prelims, they told us just to go out there and they were telling us what to do backstage. And you got to get the same message to everybody. We didn't know where to stand. It was honestly a mess. The choreographers were having us do stuff on stage because we spent all week practicing the opening number and didn't even do the opening number until Sunday. And then even then, opening number probably wasn't even the best for us to practice it for all those days. But we didn't even use it for for prelims. We just did walking patterns. And then when they wanted us to do the on-stage question, none of us could actually stand in our heels. And I had some good heels. I didn't have anything that was crazy. I had platforms on mine. And my feet were hurting. And my feet don't really hurt in heels unless it's the shoes off or it's been a long day. But my feet were starting to hurt. So I can only imagine the girls who had the wrong shoes or tight dresses, how they're feeling. Some people's feet was bleeding. Some people's feet were swollen. Like when the stage closed, they had to sit down. That's not the way that you should treat your contestants. If you see that we're all in pain, well, first of all, you should avoid it by having us wear our heels all week. And then we're also going to appearances. We got to dress up and look nice too. So we're literally in our heels all day. Rehearsals, heels, rehearsals, um, um, appearances. We were dying, you guys. Dying. That's why some people say abuse. That's abuse. That's neglect. And that's disrespectful. So during prelims, Alita wanted us all to stay on stage for our question, our on stage question. There's 23 of us. And she said, as you get the question, you can walk off. I was contestant 12. So I was like, okay, I just got to stand through 12 girls. But there's 23 of us. Some of us wasn't going to make it to their number at 20. If you got to stand on stage in this plastic smile in front of five people who showed up for prelims. And as each girl is getting a question and there's no time limit on, on how long we could answer. Some people was going on some long tangents. But just had to just stand on stage while everyone got their question individually. No breaks. And each person walked off stage and got the chance to rest. Some people were going to pass out before they got to their number. Pass out. I was going to pass out and I was 12. I couldn't even probably, I couldn't even walk to the spot to get my question. It, my feet was hurting that bad. And just imagine having to look good while your feet is killing you. So someone walked off stage. During before we went out there, we were so upset with what a leader was telling us. Somebody walked off. One of the girls walked off and she was done. She's ready to quit. And we all were there. We were all there. We were all ready to quit. We were done. Done before prelims. It was over with. I was ready to go home. I said, you know what? My self care, my self love ain't worth it. It's not worth this. It's not. And I was just so, a lot of us 
was really, really conflicted because we wanted to quit so bad. But we couldn't because we didn't pay for us to get there. I had, I believe, 50 people drop a dime on me to get there. And I took money out of my personal pension for me being a college professor. I took out my pension to compete at this pageant. Which, if you guys know taxes, I have to pay a fee on this tax season um, for taking it out before I turned 75 and a half or 65 and a half, whenever I would have got it. So I can't quit. My pension is in this. What I worked for for um, the semesters I was teaching as a professor is in this. The friends, and that was only probably two-thirds of what the fee was. And I had almost 50 people pay the rest of it between the flight and the fee and the coaching that the money went to, I couldn't just quit. I, I, I can't. I, people were expecting us to win. How can I go back and say that I quit this pageant? Like, what? Why would you? Like, why would you quit? That's why a lot of us did didn't quit. We had a lot of inner battles with ourselves between what we were willing to take and endure because of the support we were receiving and what we know we should walk away from because this is abuse. If anybody else would have treated any of us like they did, like the Miss Black America organization did, if it was a boyfriend, a father, a mother, a teacher, we would report it. We would tell the police. We would walk away. We would do what we got to do to leave this situation. We, we, we did not leave that situation because money was involved. That's why it's so frustrating to me that people tell people who come out after the pageant is over and say, woo-woo, she's just mad she didn't win. That's why she's speaking out now. No, no, I'm not mad for not winning. I'm kind of glad I I don't have the crown because I wouldn't want to deal with them anymore. I was done with them. So winning to me, I gave up on the idea of winning. And it hurts to say that because I was, people were really supporting me. I gave, I no longer wanted to win that pageant when I was there. And it had to be almost, it wasn't, it wasn't worth it to me to win. But it was worth it for me to stay there and do my best and at least try. And I did. I feel like I did a really good job. I do feel like I was bamboozled from a few of the awards, not even being petty, just based off who I think I am and how good I think I did and how much I prepared I do think that I was, there was some scoring issues and I should have had a top tennis swimsuit 
and my I did a pitch, a business pitch. Somebody told me, one of the girls told me that they talked to the judge after the pageant, like a few weeks later. The judge was liberated, inebriated, and the judge confessed to her that I won what is called the summer pitch off, which is the Sisterhood of Miss Black America pitch off, like a Shark Tank style pitch where you pitch your business. And I pitched wine, of course. And I had a really good business pitch, but I didn't win. And I was like, you know, it was okay. I didn't, I, you know, and that was on Friday. But later on, someone told me that I really did win, but it was given to somebody else for whatever reason. I think because I spoke up too much, I had a lot of questions. And because of the swimsuit ordeal, I think I was looked at as a bad guy um, by the organization after a while. Because I was completely left out of um, there were a lot of things that were given out in recognitions, and I felt like I was just there as a pawn, honestly, just as like a seat filler, and that some people were already put there to place or win or to be recognized and that I was just there because I paid a fee so they let me compete off GP which is general principle they let me just do it I had no chance of me winning they just wanted more people just to, to just to compete they already had someone in mind not necessarily saying that's the person who won but just they just they just wasn't looking at me it wasn't even a consideration I said it because of this swimsuit, um, top 10. And maybe I didn't deserve top 10. Whatever. I believe I did. I just find it suspect when, and you guys know what I'm talking about, when some people win something and you just have to be like, oh, hmm. Okay. Mm, mm. Oh, she, oh. I didn't even realize she was even in this pageant. You guys know there's been some upsets in pageants. And sometimes those upsets are upset that a country or a state made it as far as they did. And you're just like, why? Like, And sometimes they make it so far because maybe they're the home country. Or maybe they're the home state. And you feel like, now, was this not in her backyard she wouldn't have made top 10. She wouldn't have made top five. She wouldn't have made as far as she did. And it's not being rude. It's just there is a bias. And I'm not saying the person who won was from Kansas City because she's not. But I'm just saying in pageant as a whole, there is some bias to the people who have the closest ties to that organization. Whether financially or friendly ties or business ties or... Um, financial ties or if the organization feels like they can capitalize off a woman's brand whether that's her social media numbers or the company she's with or her story some pageants will cling on to that girl because she has a good story enough to win the next level we know that we've seen that happen so in this case I feel like I was snubbed an award or two or probably three because someone else was put there and one who 
had closer ties to the Miss Black America pageant than I did. Okay. So that's just me being around a bush and saying that. Um, but a lot of people wanted to quit. A lot of people wanted to quit. And I was one of them. Hands down. I was ready to go. I was so done. I didn't even want my parents to pull up. They were driving from Chicago. I said, I went, just turn around. Don't come to this. Don't. I don't know what this is about to look like. Don't come to this. I was so close. But when I texted them, they were already on the road. And it's an eight-hour drive. And I was like, okay, fine. They got to have to see something. Like, I'm glad they're supportive in that way. But, like, <sighs> I rather just took my big L and kept them moving. And went back to Dallas, where I was living at the time. So Thursday's prelims happened, blah. And then Friday was the pitch off with the business pitch. Good. And then Saturday was something. And then Sunday was the finals. Maybe the finals on Saturday. And we left on Sunday. I can't remember. Uh, I think it was on Sunday. Um... The pageant started at 8 o'clock on the brochure, on the flyers, on the Facebook posts, on the Instagram posts. The pageant started at 8 o'clock. We didn't walk on stage till close to 9. We didn't walk off stage until 3 o'clock in the morning. 3. That's the witching hour for some people. And they don't like to be awake at that time. I.e. me. I don't like to move around 3 o'clock in the morning because I do feel like, you know, the whole... That's the one hour the devil walks on earth. I don't know how deep you guys want to get into it, but I three o'clock to me, I just try to avoid that hour. Three a.m. I just sleep or I just I'm I'm not with that. Hour. You know, I don't know. Is it just me? Just let me know. Whatever. But there's nothing in the world. My mother even says there's nothing open after two a.m. besides a hose legs and a white castle. And sometimes that sack of fries is really good. But there is no reason why anybody needs to be up and out and active at 3 a.m. Unless you're at a bar or a party. Or uh, taking your walk of shame. I don't know. There's no reason to be out at 3 o'clock in the morning. So the fact that they had us in an actual pageant at 3 a.m. with audiences and camera people and judges and contestants and stagehands and the crew from the venue that it was at, like, out at 3 a.m.? What? Whose idea? Like, that was, I know it wasn't planned because they kept stopping the show for the TV show that, that they're running on TV right now. We was recording it on cameras, and they told us to stop and redo stuff a few times during the pageant, which I'll get you in a second because I have another beef with that. But... That pageant ran from 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 1, 2, 3, 7 hours. 7. 7 hours. The BET Awards isn't even 3 hours. What? How can you possibly have a pageant for 7 hours? It's only 3 categories. We were only on stage probably for all of 10 minutes. Total combined us standing on stage for 10 minutes during this seven-hour ordeal because they kept stopping and redoing it and doing all these speeches and stuff. We was just sitting, waiting for a long time in the wings and backstage. 
it was that's that's what I'm saying. That's, that's what I'm saying. Like this pageant, this organizers, a leader in France, they were really unorganized to the point where it was disrespectful to everybody's time. One of the judges, this eight year old neuroscience who I've been following, she's actually pretty good. She's eight. You have a judge one who's eight. And two, you have her up at 3 a.m. judging a pageant. <laughs> That's not even including my family, my parents, up at 3 a.m. sitting in a theater watching this pageant go down as if we started at midnight. Like, is this a probate? Like, what's going on here? You know what I'm saying? Like, what's, like, what's to this? What's, what's to this? <laughs> <sighs> Now, to talk about the scoring, the scoring is a whole other beast in itself. I'm going to try to break it down best I can. One, we didn't get the scoring information broken down to us like this until the day before prelims by Alita. And then when we all did the math on it, we're like, so the winner's already chosen, so there's no point of us competing. Here's how it goes. <clears throat> During prelims, there's, or after prelims, there's going to be a top 10 in talent. There's going to be a top 10 in on stage question, aka the projection competition, and it's gonna be a top ten in um what was it talent on stage question and swimsuit. Duh. So it's top ten in talent, top ten in swimsuit, and top ten in on stage question. Evening gown was not scored and and that's it. Um we had our evening gowns on for on-stage question. So there's, a, there's three categories of top 10. And those are actual scores. So it's not, the, it's not the top 10 just in swimsuit. So you know that if so, someone made top 10 in two out of three categories, there's a good chance they made, and then there's top 10 overall. So that you know if they made top 10 in two categories, then they might be top 10 overall. And if they made top 10 in all three categories, there's a chance they made top 10 overall. And so the top 10 overall was not going to be announced until finals. And then top 10 and talent had to redo their talent for the cameras. So they announced top 10, I think, the next day. And the whoever made top 10 had to do your talent again for the cameras for this TV show. So, by the time they announced the top 10 in all three categories on finals, we, oh no, after, after prelims, when they told us how the scoring was going on and how it was decided, we're like, well, whoever has the highest score, okay, let's say Sam. Sam has top 10 in on stage question and talent. And Becky has top 10 in on-stage question, talent, and evening gown. And Alex has top 10 in just talent. So we know Becky, because she has top 10 in three categories, her score is higher than Sam, who has top 10 in two categories, who's higher than Alex, who has the top 10 in one category. You guys, are you guys following me here? So if you made top 10 in three categories, then you knew that your score was higher. If you made top 10 in one category, you knew your score was probably lower. Okay? So, with that being said, 
during finals, how we were explained, no one is re-competing. I don't know. I don't even know what they scored on finals night, but nobody was re-competing for a score. Your scores don't get erased. Um, they stay the same, and you just get more points on finals night. So, after prelims, the winner was already determined. You follow me? Because if one girl got top three, like on stage question, talent, and evening gown, her score, let's say her score is out of eight or it's out of 30. You know, she got 10 points in each category. It's out of 30. If, who, wait, who I say? Becky has 30 points. So she's top 10 in all three categories. Sam has 20 points. Alex has one, 10 points. So there's no way going into top 10 on finals night. There's no way Alex can make up 20 points to catch up to Becky's 30. Sam can not catch up 10 points to Becky's 30. Unless Becky blows it and gets no points at all on finals night, Becky is the winner already. Because even if Alex, yeah, even if Alex, who has 10 points, even if she did get 20 points on finals night, she only has 30 points. If Becky has 30 points and she gets 30 points, she's at 60. So there's no way for Alex to catch up. So the winner was already decided after finals. There's no point in even doing, I mean, after prelims. There's no point in even having finals. You already know who won. You can look at the, you can look at the math and see who already won. So on finals night, we didn't do anything. What you guys are seeing on TV is not a judge show. We were judged during prelims. I didn't get top 10 in anything. So I knew I wasn't going to make top 10 overall because I didn't get top 10 in anything. So I was eliminated. Done. It was over with on Thursday. It was over on Thursday for me. And I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> um, but we didn't know that until, like, we didn't know who was top 10 and whatever until finals night. But ultimately, on prelims, the winner was already decided. Because the points were only going to increase and not decrease. So you, you, you can't even lose points in the pageant. You can just not get so many points. But if you have 30 points and if you still get 10, even if Alex got 12, she's still not up to your level. Like, you're still ahead of her. And you can have a mediocre day. You guys get what I'm saying? <sighs> so I knew it was over with when they announced the top 10 because I didn't make it. And then on finals night... Everybody had to redo what they did on prelims, which is weird. So, and it skewed the judges. So, if you made top 10 in swimsuit, this is my second part of the pageant that I had a breakdown. During the swimsuit part, the part that I'm thinking I'm going to win a top 10 in because I worked my ass off to get the body that I had. And I was very confident. I, I, I love the swimsuit part. So I'm like, okay, you know, this is what I want. I just want top 10 in swimsuit. That's all I want. I don't really care for anything else. So they announced top 10 in swimsuit. I didn't make it. Blah. I get cut. Walk off stage. Right? I'm booty ass naked in the dressing room. After swimsuit. Naked. The choreographer 
comes in the dressing room and says, hey, not just me, there's a few people in there. Hey, we need you guys to get back into your swimsuits because they didn't get good video of the top 10 in swimsuit being chosen and they want to redo it. I'm sorry, what? What? You want me to... First of all, you're coming at me while I'm naked. I'm in my most vulnerable state right now. You're coming at me naked, talking about some get back dressed in your swimsuit so you can be cut again for cameras? I was like, no. I'm sorry. No. That's unethical to me. I know for a fact, I I mean, I know I just got cut in front of all these people. I didn't make top 10 in front of all these people. You want me to go back out there again and get cut again? What kind of sense does that make? Just, so, just for cameras? Because the way they had it set up, the stage set up and us, you couldn't really see who made top 10 because the girls who won walked, we were all like on the platforms and then they walked down to the front and then went up behind us, like a crier stand, whatever. But you couldn't really see them. It didn't look good to begin with. And they want to redo the shot and have the girls come on stage center and get stand when they announce. Are you not going to make a monkey out of me doing this? Like, you're not going to have me out here looking silly. I just got cut. You want to go back out here in my swimsuit and get cut again for all these people? That's embarrassing. That's embarrassing AF. But I did it. And not only did I do it, and I didn't see the video yet, and I hope that it shows it, but... I made a monkey out of them, and I was posing the entire time I was on stage. I said, you know what? If this is going to go on TV, I'm going to make the most out of the situation and show off what I've been working for. Hell, so I, worked, I worked for it. So I went up there. I stand on those little bleachers again, and I started posing like I was Tyra motherfucking blank, blank, Banks. <laughs> I was posing, I was turning, I was twisting, I was doing all types of stuff for the camera back um, in the thing. If you watch the video, if it shows it, look for me. Because I am literally doing the over-the-shoulder looks, I am doing all types of poses. Like, you are not going to have me out here looking silly. You're not. And it might be disrespectful to the girls who made top 10, I apologize, but for me, that was just an ego thing, and I just was not going to be made fun of. Or else I, just, I went and went back out there. I li- I went and went back out there. But I was like, look, let me make the best out of this situation. I just went back out there and I started posing. And I was front row. So you could see me. I'm front row center stage. And I was working that light as if no one else was on that stage, as if no one else was in that entire theater. And I have no shame. None. But for me, that was the second thing that broke me down. Because it was humiliating to go back out there in my swimsuit just to get cut again, knowing. And then she, and then she even said to act happy or to act surprised. Alita told the girls who made top ten in swimsuit while we. And then she had us mix, mix and mingle amongst each other so that not there's no gap, as they get called to top ten. It's like oh we don't want any gaps so just. Uh, and she had the top ten girls like dispersed between all of us. I thought like, what kind of what kind of bullshit? What is this? Like, what is this? You just got me out here just looking like I'm out here. Of course I'm going to pose. You don't know who's about to watch this. And I don't know who watched it. But I'm like, you're not going to do me. Like, you're not. You're not. 
<sighs> but that's what really like broke me the second time. The swimsuit to begin with, with that video, and then getting cut and had to go back out there and get recut. I was so, so done. So done. And then, like I said in the letter, someone who made top 10, someone who won the talent award, could they, so there was top 10 in each category and then overall category winner, top 10 overall, and then the winner. So someone who wasn't even called to be top 10 in talent was the overall talent winner. And when they announced it on stage, I remember the girls all was like, we were like, oh, because she was good. So we were actually surprised she was left out of the top 10 in talent. We're like, why, would, why, didn't you get, why didn't you make top 10 in talent? You were really good. But she won the talent award. She won overall talent, but didn't make top 10 in talent. Instantly, we knew something was up with the scoring system. Instantly, we're like, something is not right with these scores. There's no way... Someone should be the overall talent winner and did not get called to be top 10 in talent. Instantly, the mood of all of us standing was like, something's wrong. And, I mean, that wasn't the first time we all had that mood. And we're all women. We have instinctual powers. We are divine creatures of this universe. We know something's going on from six miles away. So we knew something was up six days ahead of time. But... The minute, and there was one person in particular who a lot of people said was suspect because she made top 10 in all three categories and felt like other people was kicked off of being a top 10 contender because this girl was there who may or may not have had the best top 10 in all three categories, but she did fine. Maybe one or two, but not maybe one, but not all three, like compared to the talent that was there, like Let's just be all the way real here. That's why I felt like I was nubbed for my top 10 in swimsuit in favor of somebody else who had closer ties to the pageants. Um, and then the host was even confused. Because we're like, how how did this girl just win talent? And she wasn't even asked to be or chosen to be top 10 in talent. That's kind of... I'm kind of fishy. Like, that don't make no sense. Now, I'm not good at math. Now, I know you guys can tell I'm not good at math. But those numbers ain't adding up, boo-boo. They not. They are not. Let me take another sip. <laughs> so that's why some people think the scoring was, was kind of misconstrued. Um... For those reasons. So towards the end of the pageant, I stayed because I wanted to watch this thing play out. I'm a journalist at heart, so I'm naturally curious. And my parents even came to me backstage. or And I went out to them. I was like, look, because the pageant was so long. There's a lot of breaks. And I just changed after a while and just got in my regular clothes and went to go sit in the audience, talk to my mother and dad. My dad was nice, had flowers and the jewelry for me but they could see the audience could tell watching that it was a shit show like my parents even knew and they've been to pageants obviously but they're like this is a mess like this is a hot mess from the audience perspective i could hear that 
I just heard mumblings and rumblings, and they they had them sitting waiting, like as the people try to figure out what to do next on on stage backstage. The audience was just sitting there, just just sitting there, like literally just sitting there. There was no food provided, no popcorn, no candy. We were all just everybody was being made a monkey out of. In my grandmother's words, everybody was being made a monkey out of by this organization. Everybody, I think tickets were like fifty bucks. It was a mess. Like, like you already got all this money from us, from the city, and you're charging people $50 to attend. Where's all this money going to? Because it's not going to production. Sip my wine. It's not going to our food. It's not going to hair and makeup artists. It didn't go to any of our wardrobe. We wasn't sponsored anything. It wasn't going to our gift bags because I didn't get anything. I didn't even get a t-shirt saying I competed in this pageant. I walked away with nothing from this pageant. Not even a pencil besides pictures that I competed. And a video of me in a swimsuit that I hope never gets out. But... Knowing Alita, she probably will drop it. I mean, at least I was cute. Man. Uh, It feels good to let everything out, you guys. It really does. I just feel so passionately. And there's been some pageants that I competed in that probably wasn't the best or was suspect. But... I knew it was probably just the state that I was in, not the entire pageant. I feel like the Miss Black America entire pageant organization is a scam. Like Fire Festival. All of us, not just the contestants. The makeup artists that was there, the choreographers, the volunteers, the videographers, the photographers. I feel like we all were bamboozled by Jay Morris Anderson and Alita Anderson. Period, point blank. All of us. Because it wasn't just the contestants that was stressed out. Some people said it was ran unprofessionally. That's their nice words for it. It was a mess. It was a scam. I was hurt by it. I still am hurt by it, if you can't tell. I'm really distraught. I felt like I was suffering. And this might be me being dramatic. From PTSD. It took me two weeks of sleep to fully recover, which is probably typical for a national pageant. But I was just that tired, you guys. I was just tired. We were up 5 a.m. to midnight almost every day doing Lord knows what. It wasn't the Lord to work, I can tell you that. But we were up just so long and we didn't we didn't eat. We hardly got any water. We had hotel water, you know, the water they provide. Nothing was provided to us by the organization. Not even a welcome. Not even a goodbye. At 3 a.m. on finals night, I stayed. And a lot of the girls who didn't make top 10 left. A lot. Out of 23 girls, there's 13 girls who was cut. I stayed. Probably one of the person, probably three of us stayed 
or two of us stayed. The other girls left. They left. Some of them went home. Like they walked off stage, got in their Uber, and they had to catch a flight to go home. I didn't even say bye to a lot of the girls. Because our formal goodbye was, F this, I'm leaving. Because they would, everybody was so frustrated. Everybody was so frustrated. I went live on Instagram um, before they announced who was going to win. I, and I don't know what they were doing, but I just remember the girls were backstage, top 10 backstage. And we all were just so confused. And even one girl was like, look, we're so sick of this. One of the girls who was top 10, she's like, who wants to win? Who wants to win? Who wants? Let's just give it to that person. Who wants to win? I've never heard that uttered at a pageant where the top 10, none of the girls wanted to win top 10. They were so done. They're like, who wants this? Just, just, just crown this person. Who wants this? And I jokingly said, you know, I want to win still. Cause by that point, I was cut. So I was just kidding. But I mean, there's things you can do with a title. Even if, even if the organization is bad, you can still do things with your title, which is what I think Ryan the girl who won is doing is capitalizing off of them and making monkeys out of them with their title and just taking it and running and making it her own thing, which is what we encourage the winner to do. All of the girls, we said, whoever won, make this your own. Don't worry about Alita and friends. Do you use the title and just go and don't even, you you don't have to text them back. Like the title is yours. Just do what you can and make it better. And that's what some people are trying to do. And that's why some people were still involved in the organization because they believe in the organization and what it stands for. They just don't believe in Alita and Jay running it. There, I said it. There. There's a no confidence vote if you have them vote confidently in that leadership. Heavy stuff really heavy and it just pains me so much because a lot of people have flights um that some people miss their flights and even when they ask for help from alita they ghosted them alita didn't answer those questions they're like hey i missed my flight because some flights were like 5 a.m we were still at the venue at 3 a.m and they didn't they can make their they didn't make their flight and they missed their flights and then the organization didn't even try to help them out. This is your fault. We shouldn't have been here to this long. This should have been an hour and a half, two hour pageant at the most. Yet it's seven hours. It's almost dawn. And people had stuff to do. I had a later flight. I think my flight was that afternoon. I had enough time to go to sleep, I believe. I think I had to wake up at eight AM, I believe. I can't remember. But some people missed their flight and the organization didn't even try to help them get back out, go go home. And I just feel so sad because I didn't say bye to some of the girls. Like we never had a, an official goodbye. And typically the goodbyes are just like after the pageant anyway. But some girls just walked off stage, changed, packed and left. They were done. They didn't want to talk. to. They were they were pissed and not in a typical piss. I lost. Because we didn't know who won at that point. But they were just done. And I haven't seen or heard from some of them since. Since we were all wearing a shiny dress. Eh. 
on that stage. This is makes me so sad to think about. It really does. Because during pageant week, I know I probably went on this enormous tangent about the bad. But to highlight the good, we all came closer together. And I don't, I'm not part of a sorority. I don't know anything about the process to join one. But if there is hazing out there, we went through it at the extreme form, and we all really did become closer. There have been moments where we all were at the jacuzzi. <laughs> um, sharing stories and playing Never Have I Ever. And the hotel staff even let us stay after hours because, and we got in the jacuzzi for our feet initially, but the hotel staff let us stay in there because they understood the pain that we was going through. And they gave us a break. And there was like six of us or so. Some people went to sleep because they were smart. But it was probably like eight. There was a good number of us in this jacuzzi just kikiing it. Like straight up kikiing it. Late, like midnight. And the hotel staff was just, they, they didn't, because they understood. Because they were being mistreated too. We had some good times. We had some really good times. My roommate was the bomb. I made some great friends. I talked to one of my pageant friends, Monet, who like I said on last um, part one, she was on the cancel Marmal episode about um, harassment in pageants. Go listen to it. I had her on that episode. I talked to her frequently, and I'm still in group chats with some of the girls. But for the most part, some people have just really like suppressed that memory and like put it behind them, and chalked up their money to the game. I filed a claim against my bank to get my money back. I know some of the other girls also have filed a claim. I know one girl in particular did get her money back from her bank because she said it was a scam and we weren't fed and we weren't um, treated right. We didn't receive the goods that we signed up for. My bank, unfortunately, Bank of America is not too nice and they denied my claim, but I did get some money back but obviously not enough to pay back the people who paid me. Um, my claim was denied. But they said that if I bring more evidence to them, then I can get my money back. And I really wanted my at least $800 back from my pension. Because I felt like it wasn't smart of me to take out money from my pension to compete in the pageant. But I believed in competing the pageant so much that I decided to take a risk and do it anyway. And I don't have that money. <laughs> but... You know, it's hard because ultimately I did fly to Kansas. I did compete, quote unquote. I did get a hotel stay. And that's the basics of honestly what they promised was a place to stay and a pageant to compete in. Now, the com- competition part, did I compete? Whatever. The language there might not be there, but according to my bank, I did get a trip to Kansas. Well, they didn't pay for flights. I did go to Kansas to do something, which I did something. So my claim was denied. So that money is over with. I just wish there was some way we all can recoup our money. 
Um, because I know it was a lot on a lot of people. And this was some people's first pageant. And I don't want what we've been through to be their first pageant experience because it was terrible. Terrible. <laughs> and it's an embarrassment on a pageant community as a whole. There's a reason why Oprah, who was Miss Black Tennessee 1970-something, there's a reason why she doesn't claim that she was Miss Black Tennessee 1970-something. You got to look that stuff up. Why doesn't Oprah have an affiliation to this pageant and she competed in this pageant? What happened between 1991 when Miss Black Indiana was allegedly a rape? Well, no, she it was convicted. What happened in 91 when... Miss Black Indiana was raped by Mike Tyson until 2013 when they brought her back. Why is this such a long gap? It's 20-something years. What's going on? Why, if this pageant was made 50 years ago, why is this not a historic piece of black culture? Why was there only 80 people in the audience at the 50th anniversary of this pageant? Why is this in Kansas City? Why is this on BET? Why isn't Spike Lee part of this? Why isn't the people who helped out originally part of this? If you have... 50 years of pageant experience, why am I only looking at eight former queens? Eight former queens. Four of which was since 2013. One who didn't who didn't even show up. Three who was from the past. Where's the other queens at? This is your 50th anniversary. Half a century. Yet you only get eight queens to show up? I don't think they all passed away. Did I don't think they all passed away. Why they ain't supporting the organization which helped put them on? Or or did it not help them get on? During a broadcast of the Miss Black America pageant, apparently one of the misses it's not apparent. One of the former Miss Black America went on Facebook to talk about how she wasn't recognized and how the system has mistreated her since she's one. That's out there. But she wasn't recognized and she went on record to say that that's a shame because she's a former queen and I believe she was one of the first queens to win. She was there during pageant week, but they weren't they weren't there for her. Something has to change. And I'm just bringing this stuff to light because I honestly, honestly, from the bottom of my heart, do not want another woman to compete for Miss Black America until that pageant has fundamentally changed its administration. And that's all I got to say.